It was a very different experience moving from the Northeast to the Southeast eight years ago. My energy is usually high, my pace is quick, my speech is direct, and I have very expressive body language when I talk. So I was labeled aggressive by a former colleague. The label of aggressive struck many nerves. Very often we construct these images in our minds of what type of person fits a particular category. For example, if we use word association and I said doctor, you most likely would have an image in your head of what you believe a doctor is based on your schema. You've been conditioned through experiences and reinforcement through media to believe in the doctor in your mind. So when applying word association to strong black woman, what images come to mind? What words do you associate with strong black women? And is it a blessing or a curse to be labeled one? So I'm starting here. Let's unpack. Here we go. I am Franchone and welcome to Unpacking. And like the mighty onion that you peel back layer by layer, I will reveal bits and pieces of myself over time through this podcast. I would describe myself today as a strong black woman. I'm from New York, I grew up in New Jersey, and sometimes people just don't get me. I'm very straightforward and I appreciate when people are like that with me. You know, I don't need a spoonful of sugar to help mask any bitter. (laughs) Let's just be real all the way. So I'm here for a real conversation today. I'm talking today with my sister Darlene Brandon. Hello. Hello. We go way back, right? Yes. Um, Yes. (laughs) I was producing, directing for Color Girls in Connecticut, and you walked into the audition with so much confidence and strength. Seriously, I was like... You're going to be in every show I do. I knew that right away. <laughs> like, you know, like Spike Lee does with his people. He's yeah. the same people. You were in for Color Girls, the Color Museum, Life and Times, yeah. Raising in the Sun. I mean, you did everything. Any poetry program I was hosting, I was calling you up. Yeah. So it makes sense that I have you here today to talk about this idea of black yeah. girl magic and the strong black woman. Um, anytime I think about that, it just, I think about you, you know? So, yeah. Well, I do want to say thank you for those opportunities because I I mean, my gosh, like, Color Girls changed my life. Yeah. That first production just changed my life, like, forever and ever. And, you know, sparked off what I do now here in Connecticut now that you've moved. You know, it's like that, just that one play, and I still remember the play, I still remember everybody that was in it mm-hmm. I still remember a lot of my notes like <laughs> that was the better part of what 17 18 years ago yeah we go back Darlene we go yeah. back introduce yeah. yourself tell the audience who you are tell them what you do uh, I am Darlene <laughs> Darlene <laughs> and um but everybody calls me um Peaches and I am the owner and uh, president of My Peach Productions, Black-owned business, a Black-owned theater company here in Hartford, Connecticut. So today we're going to start with uh, Michelle Obama, right? Let's start with the first. She was the first 
African-American female to be our first lady. And I just felt so much pride seeing her as the first lady. Um, And then when I read her book, it just opened my eyes to all she had to deal with and all those obstacles she had to face. So let's let's listen to a, a short clip of her talking about that time. My, my whole persona was distorted. This was the time I was called an angry black woman. I was called Obama's baby's mama. I was called uh, someone who didn't love her country. And I, 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 it's important for me to paint all that because people don't remember that. When I first saw um, First Lady Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. My first thought, honestly, was, "Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. she looks like me. like me! She's beautiful. She looks like me. She's she smart. Like me. She yes. is dark and looks and, like me. Right? Um, she looks like a real black woman. Yeah, but you know, but to say a real black woman, I think some light skin." Black women might be offended if you if you say real black woman. I honest well, that was my first because that's not what I was it's in media, that's not really what you see. That you hit it right on the head with that. You're you're I I feel like all black women are real black women. Yes, yes. Um, but when you have when you look at at social media or when you look at the media Mm -hmm. as a whole, now I do see that there's more sisters that look like they are African descent mm-hmm. um, than before. However, that wasn't the norm. Right. And when you saw a woman, and and you know, I love Vanessa Williams. Yes. Um, when you saw a woman, but that's what the ideal black woman looked like. Right. She did not. She looked like she looked like she was um, racially ambiguous. Right. So mm-hmm. when I saw Michelle Obama. I knew right away. Yeah, yeah. That she was black. Right. So when I say real black woman, not to offend any other woman, but I say real black woman because I can look at her until she's black. Michelle Obama talks about like, you know, she was just portrayed as this angry black woman. I remember how bad the media, the press was to her yes. um, during that time. It was just awful. It was ugly. And I, I really, you know, and as an adult, yeah, and as an adult, I didn't understand it. And it's weird because you would think, well, you know, you've been around a long time. You should you should get what this is all about. But I just didn't understand why it was so brutal. Have you ever been in a situation where you were judged like that? Well, absolutely. Yeah. Um, all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't, it, you don't, and you still don't know how to deal with it. You don't know how to handle it. You still don't know what to say when you're kind of faced with, um, the stereotypes that right. come on you, mm-hmm. but you don't know right away. Like, you know, even at work, mm-hmm. you know, you can't say too much too aggressively because then you're known as an angry black woman, especially when you're a heavy set, dark skinned woman with a, with a, with a voice that comes from her ass. Right. Or people automatically think you can cook real good. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> or sing. Right. They automatically believe you're a, a great singer. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it's like there's so many different things that people um, make up about you just by your appearance. Yeah. You Some know? people, I think people, when they hear my voice, they have some image in their minds. And then they see me. And they think, oh, okay, well, I, I, this is what I, what I'm thinking. They probably are expecting me to behave like the reality TV show women that they've seen. I think there's an expectation 
Um, there's definitely some type of expectation that black women are supposed to be strong. We're supposed to be resilient. We're not supposed to, you know, let anything um, hurt us, you know, but when something really hurts us to the core, um, I think there's an expectation that we're supposed to man up, you mm -hmm. know, and mm -hmm. that's, that's not right, you know, it's but it's not right and it's not real. Right. But, um, uh, I just read, okay. Cause I'm constantly pulling out these little articles, but according to, um, research published by the American psychological association, black women are often less likely to be associated with the concept of a typical woman and are viewed more similar to black men than to white mm -hmm. women. Right. So think about that like if we're more identifiable to as a black man then people would see us as being these strong you know they can take it they can handle it so we are like on the other we're on the receiving end of so much and so i think that's that's part of the whole mystique behind black girl magic is there something magical in us being resilient like that you know what? I don't think that I don't. To be honest with you, I love the term "black girl magic." I think that it's empowering. I don't look at it as anything really negative. However, um, when you're hurting and people don't believe you, mm -hmm. it's a very, very difficult, difficult role to trod. Right. Um, and black women are hurting. Right. I don't want anybody to ever think that black women don't get traumatized, black women don't hurt, mm -hmm. and, and black women bounce back, and black women don't have depression, and black women don't, they don't have anxiety, and black women don't have all of these things that um, our um, counterparts, our other, you know, women of other nationalities, they have these same things, and we feel them just like they do. Exactly. But, you know, it's, we are people just like everyone else, and let me say, there's nothing magical about my power. I, I, I'm powerful because I make it that way. I stand right. up for that. So right. we're, we're going to return. When we return, we're going to talk a little bit more about black girl magic and kind of like that mystique around it. And, you know, do we think it's a real thing? You know, we like the term, but well, let's just talk about it. We'll, we'll talk about it when we return. Check out Drums for Life at drumsforlife.org. Hands-on healing. Let's talk about Black Girl Magic. I discovered that Black Girl Magic is really a hashtag movement. Kayshawn Thompson started using it around 2013 to highlight um, Black Girl Empowerment. She was using it on Twitter and other social media platforms and it just caught on everywhere. And now it's a bit commercialized. But what it means will be different for everyone. For me, however, I'm thinking about all the movies that I've seen that amplify the black woman's power and some of the books that I've read or the stories that I've been told. Do you think it's something we can relish in? You can't relish in the black girl magic because then all of a sudden everybody will think you're magical and not human. Right. And that you don't have human emotions and human feelings. Let me mm -hmm. ask <laughs> no, no, that's that's yes. yeah. I don't think that you have human emotions and human feelings. Well, let's take a listen to a little black girl magic and some real strength and power. Um, right here, uh, August Wilson's stage play Fences is a phenomenal piece of art and it deals with love, pain, 
and race with both delicate and deliberate fidelity. Denzel Washington plays Troy, a sanitation worker who is married to Rose, played by Viola Davis. In this clip, Troy tries to explain his reason for being unfaithful to Rose, and he's met with the unexpected. It's not easy for me to admit that I've been standing in the same place for 18 years. Well, I've been standing with you. I've been right here with you, Troy. I got a life, too. I gave 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot as you. Don't you think I ever wanted other things? I mean, we're both theater people, right? So, <laughs> I mean, that that was, first of all, August Wilson, right? Amazing, amazing writer that just really captures the essence of humanity. And this woman, right? She's been standing there. What? Right there with you the whole time. That's black girl magic. That's what I think of, right? Because yes. strong black woman. And I say that because I don't think there's anything magical about my power or the power that we do. I just think that that's what it is, right? Mm. I've just really worked hard to make things happen. And I'm really proud of that. So I believe that black women, we have to pull on a lot of strength, a lot of our strength to make it happen. And so I think about that clip in Fences when she's just like, she pulled on all her strength to show, you know, like, you know, we move on the energy of our ancestors, those who came mm -hmm. before us and paved the way. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that we have a lot to prove because of that. Yeah, because a lot of us think that our, our history started with slavery. Right. You know, we it, and you know what, honestly, I think that that's part of us feeling like we have to prove mm -hmm. our worth. Right. Prove that we're constantly worthy. So it's like, okay, this is how we're going to show up today. And sometimes, like for me, sometimes I just don't, I, I can't show up. And, you know, people wonder why I, like, I'll disappear mm -hmm. for a little while. Because sometimes the weight of the world gets to be a little heavy. It does. And you feel like you just got to, you know, let me just step back. <laughs> let me step back into me. Mm -hmm. And then let me figure out who me is, you know, because mm -hmm. sometimes that's what it takes. Mm -hmm. Um especially as a black woman out here. So now you just gotta step back, think about who am I in the big picture? Who do I wanna be, right? Without being self, without feeling selfish. Exactly. Well, I mean, is without being selfish, is that something that we can't be selfish? No. Without feeling selfish, you we know what I'm saying? Like, it, yeah. we, should, we should be selfish. And I believe that, you know, if we're gonna hashtag it black girl magic, I would probably wanna change it and call it black girl power, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Black women yeah. power or something. Yes. Because I feel like that's more fitting um, than being magical. But I really do, I really do appreciate you um, taking the time to talk to me today, Darlene. I really do in unpacking, you know, this well, idea. Well, thank you for inviting me, my goodness. Always <laughs> the opportunities, you know, and I appreciate that. I really do. People can forget about you, you know. I'll so, never forget uh, about I'm you. Grateful. <laughs> <laughs> never forget. Never forget you. Well, I appreciate I appreciate having you here and um and I look forward to having you back on again in the future. Absolutely. Check out franchone.com or on IG at 
I am Franchone. Thank you for listening to this episode of Unpacking, music from an open source and at Nile Waves. Editing by me, like this podcast, make it your favorite. Subscribe, Unpacking with I am Franchone, giving you something to think about. And locate me on podcast platforms everywhere.